0: But the most powerful time we have with them is the first twenty to thirty minutes, where we talk about what made that person tick, and we just kind of start that conversation. And families will share memories, they'll share stories, they'll laugh, they'll cry. There's all uh, types of emotions involved in that that time frame, and then that's where we pick up on on, on just little tidbits about that person and how we can honor and and celebrate uh, that life.
1: Welcome to Now or Never, Long-Term Care Strategy with Costa Yep Afonsif, a podcast for all those seeking answers and solutions in the long-term care space. This podcast is designed to create resources, start conversations, and bring awareness to the industry that will inevitably impact all Americans. Here's your host, Costa Yep Afonsif,
2: Hey, y'all, it's Costa. Today, I'm here with my guest, Kelly Roberts, co-founder of Roberts Family Funeral Home and founder of Sendoff, a company reimagining the way we look at funerals, end-of-life celebrations, and memorial events. So Kelly, before we get into the episode, I want to talk about your background and how you started working in the funeral industry. In 2005, you and your brothers founded Roberts Family Funeral Home in Forest Lake, Minnesota. What's it like to start a funeral home?
0: It's a daunting task, <clears throat> Costa. That that's for sure. And first of all, thanks for having me on. You know, we saw a, a need in our market for a locally owned funeral home um, back then, and and we had the land to do it on. We come from a a floral gifting garden center uh, family business, and we had mm-hmm. greenhouses. Um, on the land where I'm, I'm sitting right now. And my brothers and I didn't want to be farmers after we bought the business from our folks. So we got rid of the greenhouses and then had, had the land back here. And, and I have always had an interest in, in funeral service. And I think that started from just being in the basements of funeral homes dropping flowers off uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of piqued my interest. Never went back to school for it. Probably should have, but didn't. And, um, so we built the funeral home from scratch in 2005 and, um, looking back on it now, Costa, it was, like I said, a daunting task and, and we were fairly young at the time in our early thirties and, and, uh, we're naive in a lot of different, (laughs) different ways and looking (laughs) back on it, it it was, it was, it was really risky. And, um, but we, we, um. You know, did some unique things in our community and and just really engaged with different events and and had deep roots in our community as well. And so that that boded well for us and and we Mm -hmm. served served our families well. And now we're 18 years later and we've got um, about half of the market here in Forest Lake. So we feel really, really good about that.
2: Are most funeral home companies are they like corporate conglomerates, or is it a lot of people that are kind of local business owners, entrepreneurs that start it from scratch?
0: Yeah, a lot of it is is um, within families, right? And so, okay. oftentimes, when there isn't a successor within the family um, to pass it on to the the owner, will look at conglomerates to come in and. Okay. And um, carry on the tradition. And so um, right now we're seeing an uptick in consolidators buying up um, small mom and pop funeral uh, providers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We've seen that. And that's been happening for a lot of years. But especially in the Twin Cities market, we've seen an uptick in that.
2: Fascinating. In the United States, we spend about $20 billion annually on funeral services. This accounts for about 2.4 million funerals per year. What does that typical funeral look like and where does the money go?
0: Good question. So the, the funeral, the overall funeral cost is broken down into three different components. First component being professional services of the funeral home. Second component would be the merchandise. So whether it's cremation or burial, that would consist of an urn, casket, burial vault. Um, some of those items. Mm-hmm. And then the th- the third category w- would be what we call third-party charges that aren't funeral home charges, but charges associated with the overall cost, such as obituaries, death certificates, cemetery costs, um, any hospitality uh, elements such as food and beverage. So all of those items. So three different categories making up the overall cost.
2: And how much does a typical funeral cost?
0: Um, all depending on if you're looking at cremation or burial. Okay. And so okay. it really does differ. When you're looking at a traditional burial, overall cost can be anywhere between twelve to fifteen thousand dollars, depending on the merchandise that is chosen. When you're mm-hmm. looking at cremation along with a memorial service, that cost is is between sixty five hundred on up to say eighty five hundred. So all okay. of that is real circumstantial,
2: <laughs> right? And I mean, like, if someone, do you guys, do you guys sell headstones and and caskets and everything else? Okay, okay. So it's kind of a one. And Are most funeral homes kind of like that? Is it a, is it a one stop shop are. where you can yeah, buy the for, monuments for the most and, part?
0: For the most part, okay. Yeah.
2: So let's talk about your newest venture and the reason for this episode send off. How is send-off changing the funeral industry and reimagining the way we look at a celebration of life?
0: So send-off really is a concept that has been in the back of my mind for a number of years now. And um, what I did is looked at different industries. You look at like what the wedding industry has done over time where it's completely Mm -hmm. evolved and the funeral space really has not. And in Forest Lake here at Roberts Family Funeral Home, we've always been kind of on the forefront of doing different things. Like, for example, we have a bar in our funeral home. Um, okay. A lot of nice. a lot of funeral homes don't. And so we've always been right. kind of just thinking on different ways and how we could help families honor and celebrate someone's life. And so mm-hmm. one comment also that I would hear over time, Costa, is that Even if I was out in a social setting or even here at the funeral home, people would come up and say, you know, Kelly, I don't want to have a funeral. I want to have a party. And so we looked at different industries. We looked at consumer feedback and we decided that um, the industry could use a little bit of disruption where Mm -hmm. we would create highly personalized memorial events outside of the traditional settings such as churches and funeral homes. And we put them into hospitality venues such as wineries, breweries, golf courses, bodies of water, um, which is popular here in the land of 10,000 lakes, uh, of course. Absolutely. And um, (laughs) so that, that's really the essence of, of the brand. Um, We launched uh, about a year ago now and, and uh, we're really excited about, helping families honor and celebrate their loved ones in these unique and special ways.
2: Do you feel, and I know that everybody's different, obviously, but where I kind of like when I was growing up, you know, I've had a few relatives that passed away and we always had that type of send-off where it was like, you know, you're essentially treating it as a celebration of life versus this very sad and sobering thing. It obviously started in the funeral home, but then afterwards we kind of like reminisced and told stories and obviously some alcohol was involved. And so, um, I don't know, just it felt like at the end of it, we all had an opportunity. We were all still very sad, but we all had an opportunity to kind of recollect everything um, that we were taught you know life lessons the the great experiences that we shared um just hands down I felt like you know almost a sense of relief um knowing that you know my relative was in a was in a good place and the family was still going to kind of stay together. And I know it sounds weird, but sometimes, you know, when somebody passes away and they're kind of the glue or the conduit of the family, you know, and they're no longer there, sometimes families fracture, you know?
0: We definitely see that uh, for sure. But um, the the one word that, that really um, kind of sums up the send-off would be the overall experience. Right? We okay. want to bring that person's presence in that space during that time. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps the person was say a golfer and um, you know, we could have that their send off events at a golf course um, where maybe a one last round of golf is, is played. And then we go back inside to that country club space and continue on the send off there with food, beverage and other elements uh, to bring their presence again in that, in that space. Um,
2: how unique, sorry, go ahead, keep going.
0: But it, 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 really, again, the goal is to provide an experience that brings hope. It brings healing. It brings joy. It brings inspiration. And, and that's only going to help for families and friends when they, um, go down that grieving path, uh, after a loss.
2: How do you come up with these new strategies? Because whether it was, you know, at the very beginning in 05, when you said, I don't want to be a farmer, I want to be a funeral homeowner, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, you know, even now, you know, it's it's not about it's not about, you know, making it sad and somber, even though it, it is, but also it's about but more importantly, it's about celebrating somebody's life. How do you how do you come up with these things?
0: Oh, well, I think that we've always had le- an entrepreneur spirit um, within our family, and we're always kind of different, looking at different ways to evolve and, and expand, and mm-hmm. and um, to kind of challenge ourselves. But really, in in the work that we do, it, it's all about ministering to others in, in unique ways, and and we really mm-hmm. focus on that. That's that's our core. That's what we believe. Um, in Forest Lake here we've always been really. Uh, robust on giving back to the community in a number of different ways, and that really kind of fuels us and in, in the work that we do. Sure.
2: Now, you've worked professionally in the funeral industry for almost twenty years. What's been the most significant change in funerals over the past two decades?
0: I would say a couple things. Number one, cremation being as relevant now um, as it's ever been, and you're going to see that differ in different markets of the country. So perhaps in Tennessee where you're at, Costa, maybe it's not 85, 90% like it is up, up here in, in the Midwest, in the Minneapolis market. So that's, that's one thing. And then secondly, we're seeing a, a lot of um, memorial services, funerals outside of churches now and okay. uh, in our, in our space here at, at the funeral home and, or mm-hmm. other venues uh, within the send-off uh, model. So primarily those, those two things. When did that start changing, um, um,
2: quite dramatically? I would say in the last probably 10 years. Yeah. We've okay. seen that shift. Yeah. And the last funeral that I was at was at a country club because there you go. the, the person, yeah, the person was a avid golfer. His, one of his favorite places was, <laughs> excuse me, was the country club. um, and I mean he would spend his weekends, you know sometimes a Saturday or a Sunday there, you know, playing golf hanging out, his family was there with him they there was a bar there and all that stuff and um and it was it was a celebration of life and and the vibe you know i I work in long term care, so I go to a lot of funerals uh for clients that pass away and Tennessee is a very conservative state um and uh the area of tennessee that i'm from is is even more conservative so obviously a lot of services and memorials are done at a church uh and they are done at a funeral home but we we miss that component that celebration of life component i think um that i think sort of it 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 allows people to realize how incredible of an individual and how much of an impact they had on on certain people's lives you know
0: Absolutely. It, it, it really is <clears throat> for us to be able to empower families to think differently than, than what they only know. And mm-hmm. to bring that event to family and friends to really, really look at how significant that that person's life was and all they did is, yeah. is um, that's impactful. It's powerful, actually. Yeah.
2: So as our next generation of elders begins to pass away, how are their expectations and requests different from previous generations? And how do you see this industry continuing to evolve?
0: I think when you have companies like Sendoff out there that are educating consumers on, things can be done differently than than what they only know. So we're going to, I think, therefore... See a lot of different requests on how people can honor and celebrate uh, someone's life, um, and so um, you know that needle is is changing or, or a little bit here as time goes on, um, and there's going to be, mm-hmm. I think, a need for more companies like ours to to get out and just spread that word and and again give empower these families and give them permission to to think think different on, on the different and unique ways on
2: how to celebrate yeah. life. So obviously you guys are in the Minnesota, the North Lake market. Um, but is send off something that you think will turn into more of a national brand? Or do you think it'll be almost like a service that every funeral home has to have to be able to accomplish a successful um, celebration of life?
0: Right now, our goal is to, to get send off. Um, really established and dialed in here in the Twin Cities uh, metro okay. area first and foremost and I think that okay. you know I get, get that question asked a lot Costa as far as you know where we could take this and and I think there is a lot of opportunity out there for us to scale send off um, but the question that, that you asked about kind of different funeral homes offering these types of services I, I think that in order for funeral homes to to survive long term, they're going to have to think think outside of the box, pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> and right. and give, give the consumer what what they actually want when it comes to yeah. a memorial event. Um, so I I
2: see it I see
0: it in that way for
2: sure. I mean, I don't want to like make it sound too simplistic, but essentially. You have an expertise in offering funeral services, but I think a component that you're trying to sort of capitalize and become the predominant market maker is you want to be an event space planner or an event planner with that funeral component. So if you can merge the two together, then you're going to be able to uh, meet those needs and expectations. Before Before we move on about Talking about the cost and and also a little bit more about send off. Um, have you seen an uptick in in funeral services, or has it been pretty steady? I know obviously the pandemic was one thing, but overall, I mean, you know, we were are becoming an aging population uh, in the United States, and so more and more people are reaching end of life relative to the other um, populations of the of the United States. Do you see a uptick? Just in the death rate, um, is that mm-hmm. your question?
0: I yes, um, yes Sorry,
2: death rate. Yeah, there, there
0: there is a little bit of an uptick. Um, I think as as time goes on, especially with the baby boomers and the the age group right. that that they're in, and and that's only going to increase over time with with that. Um, you know, one thing that we've seen. An uptick in is what we would call just where families choose a cremation without having any services whatsoever. And I think one of the reasons why that that is the case is that there really hasn't been anything out there that the family um, could have to honor and celebrate their life. So funeral homes weren't offering what, what they would want. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why we started send off is to give families an opportunity to celebrate someone's life in a, in a unique way.
2: Well, and it's, it's very expensive. I mean, you know, 5,000 to 8,000 or 12,000 to 15,000, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. Uh, And that's why I think we, we touched on this earlier, you know, and obviously funerals aren't cheap and no one wants to spend money on something that they don't want or that they don't need. Just to sort of drive the point home, how is send-off creating a more thoughtful and enjoyable way to invest in the legacy of our loved ones than a traditional funeral?
0: Well, one of the most powerful things that that we do with families when they come in to see us for the first time is that we have a lot of details to, to go through and our time with them can be up to two hours, two and a half hours long. But the most powerful time we have with them is the first 20 to 30 minutes where we talk about what made that person tick. And we mm-hmm. just kind of start that conversation and families will share memories, they'll share stories, they'll laugh, they'll cry. There's all uh, types of emotions involved in that, that time frame, And then that's where we pick up on, on, on just little tidbits about that person mm-hmm. and how we can honor and, and celebrate uh, that life. And, and so um, we really, really feel that's an important part of um, the process when they come in and see us and, and trust us to, to honor their loved one.
2: Mm-hmm. When you think about your own funeral or celebration of life, how have your experiences in the industry shaped what it will look like? And what does a fulfilling send off look like to you?
0: One of the the messages that we have within the, the brand Costa is that a, a traditional component can be an important part of a send off too. So we're not trying to, to tell families that you should have a party and not have a funeral. Okay. Sure. So <clears throat> with that yeah. being said, is that right now i'm 50 years old this could change as well but i'm going to have a traditional component to my my send-off and that's going to be at my home church that i've um been at all my life so we'll start out with that um my body will be present um for that as well and then um we talked about hockey before we we went live here at costa and so i still play hockey now and Um, I want to have a a one last skate um, with all my family and friends. Um, And um, I would want to be present for that as well. They even have my body um, at center ice for the opening faceoff. I love it. And then continue on um, the skate and then go off to one of our hospitality partners for a nice dinner uh, for family and friends. Wow. So...
2: I love it, man. Well, you're still
0: a long ways away from there. Absolutely. And, 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 um, no, that could change over time, 10 years. You could ask me that same question. I might have a different answer, but that's how I have it framed up now.
2: We always like to end the show with a call to action. Death isn't easy to talk about, and it gets even harder when there's actually a pressing reason to talk about it. What can we do today to start the process of outlining our last wishes or those of a loved one?
0: Well, we at SendOff we want to portray the message of being very death positive, okay? And you're probably like, what, what does that mean? And my answer to that is keep it simple and just start the conversation with your loved ones, okay? And that's something that my dad is 83, my mom is 78. We're in the business. I can't even have that conversation with them because every time I've tried, they, they just kind of shut down. So our message is, is to, again, have that conversation as awkward as it can be at, at times and just start with that. And then encourage, even like in this case, my parents or any any um, anyone's aging parents to jot those notes down go see their, their um, preferred provider where they can help them establish that plan. You can even pre-fund for services ahead of time, um, which is also an important piece that can bring peace of mind. And, and um, so that's kind of, that's, my, um, that, that's what I would, uh, um, I think it's best to just have that conversation.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Now or Never, Long-Term Care Strategy with Costa Yepafonsif. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review, or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin, production assistance by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafonsif.com.